Welcome to Crime and Wine. I'm Pamela Fagan Hutchins, your host, and this is the show where I talk with other crime fiction writers about the stories of thrills and suspense that will leave you mystified, sometimes horrified, and always wanting more. Please join me in welcoming today's special guest. Well, hello out there. It's been a few since I've talked to you guys, and I am going to be rusty. I'm going to say stupid stuff today, and we're all just going to agree ahead of time, but that's cute. That's funny. We like that, right? And I have my Wyoming background going so that I can feel like I'm home, even though I am coming to you from Bakersfield, California. And with the fake background, you're going to see all kinds of weird halo effects with me. It's really because I'm an angel, I decided earlier. but. Anyway, cool. Wow, we already have commenters. Hi, Nandita. Welcome. Thank you for watching me come back from the dead here. Before I welcome our special guest today, I do want to tell you that I have new books out. I've been working for two years on these dang books, so let me mention them. Detective Delaney Pace, brand new series, Her Silent Bones, Her Hidden Grave, and Her Last Cry. Now, that that is out of the way, let me tell you that we have someone coming on the show that I've been friends with on Facebook for a long time. We have a ton in common, and it's taken me this long to get it together and have her on. It's Carolyn Ritter Aspenson, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to have you. Welcome to my snowy, fake Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my bookcase. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite attractive. Now well, you are you're a mountain person too, right? I am now. I was yeah. a Chicago girl, moved to Georgia, and then my husband's from Oklahoma, and he said, "Nope, we're going to the mountains." So we're in the North Georgia mountains. Took me about a year to really adjust, but I, I wouldn't trade it now. Wouldn't trade is, it. Is it kind of in the boonies? Like you're out in the mountains. It, I'm in the boonies. Yes. We actually live in a community though. Um, but it's away from everything. If I want to have a good meal or go to a decent grocery store, it's 30 minutes away. Yeah. So. You plan for it. So yeah, I love that. Yep. I, I, I miss that right now, but we've got, we've got Nandita and Charlene already waving hi frantically. So oh. hello, ladies. Hello. Um, Carolyn writes the Rachel Ryder series amongst other projects. We're going to focus in on her more of her, her grittier crime fiction thriller type of books today. Tell us a little bit about Rachel and the series. Okay. Rachel is, she is modeled after the person I wanted to be when I was in college. So, cause I wanted to be this fabulous police officer, you know, saving people and stopping criminals and changing the world. Didn't happen. So <laughs> she, um, she had, she suffered a tragedy in Chicago and, and to keep a promise to somebody that she cared about, I can't, explain all that because it's kind of a spoiler yeah. she moved to small town georgia into a horse town actually where she could learn to ride and live that life that she had promised that person she would live but it didn't turn out like she liked she thought she'd go to the slower town and have these you know you know uh buford t justice crime cases to solve <laughs> you and she did yeah, yeah yeah and she did for about you know for about 10 minutes and she hated it so then she finds you know finds a new a big crime to solve and the good old boy network which is a big deal in in georgia stamped her down didn't want her to do it um and she did it anyway and then it was a you know back and forth between her and her partner and they finally developed a relationship and now they're just kind of rolling with it i think i'm nine books in might be eight books in i can't remember um yeah. and it's you know she's still growing sometimes she's a real jerk 
sometimes she's just a real jerk, but she's still growing and she's moved forward in her life. I love it. I love that um, that she can be a jerk and and like we are in real life occasionally. Not you, I'm sure, but me occasionally. Oh no, I am. <laughs> in As real life. Kids. <laughs> and that we can grow with her. I, I don't mm -hmm. like a too perfect protagonist. As a writer, don't you feel like it boxes you in if they have to be nice? Yeah, it does. It does. I like them. To, I just I enjoy them screwing up. I like to make the mistakes and then fix them because I'm a fixer. And I'm a control freak. Uh, so, you know, you can't you can't write a book about a perfect character and expect everyone to like her. And you can't write one about a faulted character character and expect everyone to like her. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I enjoy her messing up. Yeah, so. I, I like writing. I like writing a little bit of um, uh, mess, beautiful mess myself. We have mm -hmm. Carol now who's also saying hello. So hello, Carol. If you guys have any questions for Carolyn or me as we go along about writing, crime fiction, thrillers, female protagonists, which both of us do, kick-ass women, which both of us do, then um, <laughs> please feel free. I am watching your comments. I'm not going to acknowledge every one of them because I want to chit-chat with Carolyn, but I've got my eye on the screen. Okay. So you mentioned that you're nine books in, and I think mm -hmm. that the ninth one right now is on pre-order. Is that? Yes. I, yes. It's Dark Intent. I, okay. I believe it's ninth. I could turn around and count them. I, I lose count, um, but it's, it's Dark fun. Intent. Is it ready to go? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> need a little pressure on you to get I it. Plead the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it needs some. It needs some polishing and the ending. So, because yeah. the ending always changes for me. You know, I I write this great outline and then I cross half it out, make stuff up, and then something happens at the end and I change it. So, okay. So you said you're a control freak. Do you have characters that hijack your stories and, and give you angst and, and cause these things to happen? No, because, well, yes, Rachel. So she um, she is a bit of a control freak because she's she's very intelligent and she is a little snarky, but she likes to do things her way. So she is learning to work as a team. She works very well with her individual partner, but there's a team that she's trying to, oh, thanks, Carol. Oh. Carol, you just signed up for my newsletter. Thank you. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, but and she, they think we don't know their names, right? I know, I know. Exactly. Exactly. But she's she's a little hard headed and she's Not a little Carol, Chicago. Right? So yeah. Not Carol. Yeah. Or Rachel. Yes. So sorry, Carol. Yeah. But 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 I she does kind of mess things up. She's quit her job. She's um gone against the rules. She's one of my police officer friends, because I use a lot of experts for these books, I like to make them realistic. Wow. He once told me there is a fine line between doing what the law requires and doing what is right. And yeah. Rachel tends to push that line and, and cross it into what is right more often than she should. And that's fun for me because then she's got to you know, come back and fix it. I, I love that you mentioned using experts. I'm a big believer in, you know, having people that have more experience than me coming in and make sure I'm not you know, breaking the law when they can go and practice, et cetera. But do you ever have trouble with, um, with experts that don't understand that what you're trying to do is push those limits with Rachel that try to get you to, to pin her in a little bit more or, um, have they, have they embraced your vibe? I, I had a, um, a medical examiner and I've had two of them, but the, the second one, seems to be working out. But the first one, you know, didn't want to play the game. 
and said, you know, well, you know, this is what we do. And I said, well, this is fiction. So we can break a little, you know, a few of the rules you have to, to get the story going. You know, he said, well, I don't want to be involved in something that's a, a, a you know, a detective drama on TV. And not the same. I'm writing a lot more words than you're getting in that, you know, that script. But you can explain but why we break the rules here, right? Yeah. We can, and I we can acknowledge yeah. the rules even as we go outside of them. So yeah, it's challenging. Exactly. It's challenging, I think, for sometimes for people that are in the profession to realize that what you're trying to do is push all the way up to the edge, step one toe over and not get them fired. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Story if it's just what would happen every day, right? Exactly. Exactly. So Nanita exactly. Energy wants to know how long does it take you to finish a book? And by the way, hush, hey. Pete. The dog is <laughs> the dog is loud. Okay, well, if anyone from my publisher watches this, it's six months, but it's really <laughs> two months because yeah. I can't, I can't, there's no sense of urgency for me in that six month time. I'll start writing it, I'll get a little bored because I'm, you know, I'm taking my time and then I move on to something else. And then I, you know, it's it ends up being two months. And then I go, oh. <laughs> and sit down every day and pump it out and then i think it's awful and i have somebody read it and they're like this is the best one yet and you know it's always a reader that reads it and it's always somebody that i think would be nasty if they needed to uh, so you know so right yeah because you don't want them to just love it because you wrote it and you gave it to them for free to tell you what they thought um and yeah i have to have that pressure i, ju I just have to so but i'm not going to tell my publisher that well I <laughs> the show so you should be okay I feel this way though. I mean, if, if I've got six months, I feel that somehow. But it yeah. isn't just writing the book. It's in waiting to start the book until it's an mm -hmm. emergency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perpetually college, you know, it's final mm -hmm. exams. I didn't go to mm -hmm. class all semester. Somebody give me a note. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And then they have I've given them the the concept and the outline and everything months before that. And because I work with an, an editor on on my outline, which is it's horrific. I hate outlining, and I forget it. I forget all about it. I got to go back and read it. And they're like, "Okay, well, where are you right now?" Mm, chapter six. <laughs> no, you know, I'm on chapter two, and I stopped. So, but and it changes all the time. But it gets, you know, the the books are doing well. So, knock on wood that they they keep going that way. I love it when it's like I'll I'll start a contract. And it's like you you know, committed to writing a book and they write a little blurb. And I'm like, I know yeah. that's what I said, but that was in a weak moment months yeah. ago. <laughs> that's not really what you're getting. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I'll always contact them and say, so it's not a girl that dies. It's, not, it's yeah. a guy and he, and, and he this way instead of that way. And they're like, okay, we'll go and change the blurb on Amazon. Thank you. Hopefully <laughs> <So. laughs> nobody read that when they pre-ordered, right? Are they going to? Yeah. Well, yeah. well who's going to remember? Yeah. Who's going to remember? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so when you are, um, when you are putting Rachel into these settings in Georgia, is, is a lot of that, your firsthand experience ha having lived here are you making places up i mean how does, yes. how does this work for yes. you so i like i said i'm from chicago i'm originally from indiana but i spent my formative years in chicago i lived there till i was 30 and i'm italian so i have a chicago italian woman's personality i have my my grandfather was al capone's tailor you know back in the day so we have connections so nobody better you know mess yeah, with us but they're, they're, sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. So I have an, yes. So, so I've kind of got a little bit of spunk to me and 
I had, I dealt with that um, good old boy network. I had one guy tell me, gosh, he was in Southern Georgia. He told me that I should be barefoot and pregnant. And this was 97. Oh. Yeah, I know. So I tried very hard to not say anything, but it just all came out. It was just verbal diarrhea. And then he reported me to my boss who said, you, you're in a different state now. You have to try to be polite. I, I don't know how to do that. Not when somebody tells me to be barefoot and pregnant, you know, so... And so, yeah, and what about him? Can we please address yeah. him saying yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. And I did say that to my boss. I said, if you're going to side with him, then you're not going to have a salesperson. So, yeah. and the guy signed with us, which was hilarious, but I just wasn't the one handling his account. So good riddance. But yes, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. But I, I was here about a year and bought a house or was buying a house, townhouse and met my husband. And then the whole world changed. And so, you know, reality set in and it was wonderful. There are things to love and things to hate about everywhere. And it's part of a mm -hmm. lovable place I think is, is reconciling the two. And it's like, okay, well, I still hate this part. But I love all the rest of them. <laughs> yep. so I guess yep. I'll keep <laughs> yep. um, And so Carol wants to know how many hours do you spend writing and do you write every day? Okay, so I write every day during the week and usually a little bit on the weekends. Right now I'm doing sprints with some author friends and we write from 9.30 until 11.30. And we have three different, three or four different time frames in there that we write. And I usually write about anywhere from five to 7,000 words a day. I always work in two books. So I've got Rachel going and then another series that I'm working on because I get I get, I'm faster that way. If I have to write 5,000 words in one book, those last 2,500 words get slow for me and they take forever. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't do that. And depending on the dog, I could do more, but sometimes she sits on my lap, you know, 70 <laughs> pounds of her and she just, she's done. I'm done working. She doesn't care. You know, it, the day is over. So I love that work ethic. I love that you write that much. Mandita is impressed. Um, but <laughs> I honestly found that if I write less than that, that I just don't keep the flow of the stories going the way that I want to. It's yep. it's writing at the pace of the story unfolding in my head. And, and if I try mm -hmm. to think it, if I don't let stream of consciousness take over, then I bog down. And if I yep. miss too many days, I lose the thread. Even though it's like you're saying yep. a little bit on the weekends, it's like just yep. enough to keep me in character. Keep it going. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. My husband, he works from home. So, and I don't have an office at this new house because he's in it and it, I can't work with him in the same room. So he'll come down in the kitchen and I'm in the dining room and he starts talking to me and I'm over there going, you know, and he can hear my typing. It's like those cartoons. Yeah. And he'll talk to me and I'll go, ah, you know, because I was somewhere right in, a, in the groove and he's like, sorry, sorry. But yeah. I don't think when I type, when I write and I don't know about you, but it's like, it comes out of my fingers and there's yeah. there are these little magical things and my head's going, it's just not there. I don't know how it does that. And when you stop me, my fingers got to start all over and it's hard. It's, it's very true. I've done a couple of books, um, voice to text and it's mm -hmm. super hard. And I just got this very fancy new notebook thinking that's how I can get this next book out faster that I have to somehow fit in before I write the next three Delaney books. So I'll do voice to text, <laughs> but it's mm -hmm. not the same. It's, it's not, really, it really is like the fingers are intuitive and they're like, yeah. they're like a channel into the part of your brain that's writing this because yep. it's not your thinking brain. Yep. So, I can't dictate. I just can't. Um, 
and yes, I do. I do recommend reading the series in, in order, Charlene. So I have this is my keyboard cover, and you yeah. can kind of see where all, <laughs> all of us. Yeah, yeah. And I, I tried to dictate, but I just can't do it. I can't do it. And you know, and and I talk fast, and she yeah. doesn't understand half of what I say. And then you got to go in and edit what you've already talked said and fix that all. It just takes more time. So, so um, our newest commenter, I actually now know that her name is Emily because again, back to the whole readers that interact with us on Facebook and with our emails and stuff, they send you an email and, and you may have 15,000 subscribers, but not every one of them is emailing you every day. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. this reader emailed me this last week and said, her name is Emily. And I was like, that is not what it says. I am really glad you told me that. <laughs> and, um, and then we also have um, Carol asking another question. Did you base Rachel on yourself? I based her on the person I wanted to be when I was younger. I wanted to be, she's tough like I am, you know, but my, my daughter had an issue with a boyfriend this weekend and we had to kind of go and make sure everything was okay. And I said, why isn't he here? And she goes, he's afraid of you. <laughs> and I said, well, what about your dad? She said, no, he's afraid of you. So, so she is, she is like me, but she's much smarter and she's much more of a risk taker than I am. I love that. I love that. My um, youngest daughter used to tell people when they say, what does your mother do for a living? This was before I was a writer. I was an attorney. And she said, she makes men cry. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Okay. I'm, maybe. Yeah. That's awesome, though. <laughs> you know, I, I try to be embarrassed by that, but I'm really, I'm not very embarrassed. My husband's like, yes, it's me. It's me that you make cry. Um, all right. So the questions have, from you guys have been, that was my Chicago, my Italian thing. Bellissimo. Yes. And, um, yeah. and and we need to get to the speed round. And because oh, okay. I do this, okay. uh, I know, <laughs> um, Rachel, see, I'm going to call you Rachel now. Um, I'm <laughs> nervous about the speed round, even though I gave her the questions ahead of time. But um, it doesn't matter. That's all it's like being on Jeopardy. Okay. <laughs> um, I ask basically the same questions, more or less, of all the writers that come on the show. So we'll do 10 really quick. So, um, sushi or pizza? Both. Okay. That's, that's a valid answer. Plotter um, <laughs> or pantser? And the answer is? Plotter. Oh, you're plotter? Yeah, yeah, both. No, I'm, I'm both. I plot <laughs> yeah. with good intention and then I mess it up. Yeah. 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 Um, dog or cat? Both, but I have a dog. My do Well, my dog is more me. The cat is more my husband. Oh, that's good. That's good of you yeah. and the dog to allow your husband and the cat yeah. to share your home. That's <laughs> good. Um, so uh, what do you wear when you write? Usually workout clothes or my pajamas. That's my girl. Yes. <laughs> um, and the first five things you spend your lottery winnings on. Oh, that's easy. I would buy property for a dog sanctuary. Then I would buy all the materials to build a dog sanctuary, preferably a senior dog sanctuary. Then I would buy all of the, I would get all the dogs out of the shelters and adopt them all for the sanctuary. And then I would buy all the food and things and the, and pay the employees. That's, you're, that's you're, my life dream. Yeah. You're a dog person. Yes, you're I'm completely a dog person. A dog person. <laughs> um, and okay. I have to ask you, things. <laughs> We talked about this ahead of time, you guys. And as soon as okay, mine ask, I was like, I'm totally asking. <laughs> mine is right now by Van Halen. The second one is okay for Rachel is seven army. What? What? Seven army? Seven guarded? Seven no, army, gosh. Seven nation army by White Stripes. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
I know the song, but I can never remember it because it's not a group I normally listen to. So I can never remember it. Um, I, Seven uh, Nation Army. Okay. Do you do playlists for your characters, or they are you? I do. You think of this character would be someone into this type of music, or I do not do. I don't do the the list, but I need to start that because that's I've done one and it was fun. But yeah, I I picture what Rachel listens to, and she's kind of a alternative hard rock girl. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like that, tell, you know, when they're born and, you know, who they hang out with and mm -hmm. you know, all that. And mm -hmm. the songs really tell you that. First draft, rewrite or research. What is, what's your favorite? I research. That's my favorite. Yeah. Do you get yeah. bogged oh, yeah. down in it if you allow yourself oh, to yeah. research? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I go on those. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, um, a rabbit hole. Um, do yes. you consume your own entertainment, paperback, ebook, audio, or streaming? I threw that in, even though I went on your fake questions here. So you mean, what do I like? Yeah. What do you like to do? I like to, I have audiobooks because I'm 57 now and these don't work like they used to, even though they're brand new. Um, <laughs> but I can't, I can't see pages and the Kindle gives me a headache by the end yeah. of the day. So, so I like audiobooks. We were talking about having a lot in common. I also, well, I'm about to turn 57 like any minute and I prefer audio and can't see anything that's any, it has to be like way <laughs> far away, like about a mile and a half from me for me to be able to read it. The white it. page kills me. Yeah. The white yeah. page kills me. <laughs> we had someone saying I was on seven finger death punch and then remembered there's only five fingers. Well, there's that. <laughs> that's funny. Um, and, and then Dita says you look 30. That's very Oh, that's nice. Yes, doesn't she? Thank you. Thank you. It's the lighting. It's the lighting. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, Nandita. She wrote 30 with, I tried to do an exclamation point, but it came out as a one. And so she really said, you oh, 301. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can go with that. That's good. I can do that. Well, um, so you guys, the, the, the series is the Rachel Ryder series. The writer is Carolyn Ritter. It's Right here, very well branded <laughs> covers, by the way. You know, Thank you're on one of the books. Yep. Yeah, I love super, them. super nice. And um, then he just said, She's sorry. No, it was funny. Don't worry. It was, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> we like to laugh in case you can't tell. Yes. And your yes. character is funny. You know, when you read, she's one liner, she's tough, she's gritty, but she's also funny. I think you guys, for those of you that haven't read it yet, are going to love the books. Um, she's very snarky. Uh, go out and get <laughs> damaging secrets, which is number one. Mm -hmm. You'll have time to read through um, by the time number nine comes out. And if you go to Carolyn's website, which let me put that back on the screen here, um, you can pick up, um, you can subscribe to our newsletter if you don't already. Mm -hmm. And I believe you have a Rachel Ryder book as a. Um, yeah, there's, if you'd sign up for the thriller one, because I have a different one for my cozies, it's, um, and it's, it, it distinguishes it. You can see the difference. Okay. You'll get Fatal Fortune, which is a Rachel novella. Very cool. So you can you can try before you buy in a sense there, but I'm sure you're going to want the whole series. So well, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for coming on the show today. That time this was off. fun. <laughs> this was fun. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'll do it anytime you want. Cool. cool. We just get one in chat. We can record yeah. all our conversations. How's that? <laughs> okay. Perfect. So you got to wave goodbye, everybody, to Carolyn. And we'll see you. We'll see you hopefully next time. Um, for you guys, I do have the obligatory stuff I say at the end, first of all, but you can guess my website, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can get books and prep for upcoming shows by seeing who I'm having on next. You can watch past shows on YouTube or pick them up on any of the 
um, bazillion uh, podcast channels out there. This is, um, let me skip to this one. This is a copyrighted show owned by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. It's a digital media corporation with over 4 million um, viewers, listeners in 153 countries. So you're going to be able to find this podcast anywhere. And if you do go out to my website too, it does not hurt my feelings if you buy uh, my books. Pick up my free ones for my newsletter, um, like we just talked about with Carolyn's. In fact, we can keep your Kindles um, full for the next two or three months, just the two of us. Not a bad idea. Just saying. Anyway, you guys, thanks for being with me while I stumbled my way through my first show in six months. And I will see you very soon with my next guest. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on Crime and Wine, chats with crime fiction authors and Pamela Fagan Hutchins. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will check back in with us next time for more thrills, suspense, and stories that will mystify, sometimes horrify, and always leave you wanting more.